Hey, good Shabbos. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayeshev. I wanted to discuss a uh, I heard from Rabbi Leibowitz in regards to Reuven. Reuven is a very interesting character, and we're going to discuss three things that happened in Reuven's lifetime that force him to essentially give up the leadership, leadership position that he was supposed to attain. Starting with number one, which is he throws Yosef in the pit. That happens in this week's Parsha. Reuven has the idea that if I throw Yosef inside the pit, that the brothers will essentially cool off and then they will let Yosef go and that'll be the end of it. But what ends up happening is Yehuda sees the Yishmaelim and he sells them to the Yishmaelim and all goes bad from there. Now, Reuven basically fails in this regard by throwing Yosef in the pit. The Medrash then quotes and says, had Reuven known that he would have been written down in the Torah and this would have been his legacy, that he was the one who put Yosef in the pit. He would have picked Yosef up, put him on his shoulders, and brought him back to Yaakov. Now, question number one, simple question number one. Why does Reuven care about his legacy? The implication of the Medrash is that had Reuven known about his legacy, he would have done X. I mean, who cares about their legacy? These people are tzaddikim. They're not presidents of the United States. They're not making decisions based on the future legacy of what they're going to be interpreted as. So the question is, is what is Reuven doing here? Why did Reuven throw him in the pit? And why does he care about his legacy? Question number two is Reuven does this thing called the Dudaim. He picks these, essentially these flowers that were probably Hefker in people's fields. There are weeds. He takes weeds back to his mother, Leah, as like a nice Mother's Day gift, whatever Leah wasn't feeling well. And Rachel sees that Reuven gives the gifts over, the Dudaim over, and he says, here's like the thing. And then what happens is awful. This act of chesed, this beautiful act of chesed from Reuven ends up becoming this treacherous fight between Rachel and Leah. Rachel and Leah were totally fine, seemingly, or somewhat okay with sharing Yaakov. But then what happens is after these Dudaim are given over, Rachel literally makes a deal to take the Dudaim and she sells Yaakov for the night. It's this crazy story. The first time ever and the only time that we see Rachel and Leah fight is over these Dudaim. The question there is why did they all of a sudden start fighting over these Dudaim? What happened with this Dudaim and what's the story here? Why is Reuven so highly not thinking about what he's doing in this story? He should have known if I give my mother Dudaim, this woman, she doesn't have any kids and it's ridiculous for me to think that I'm going to give my mother a present and uh, this other the rival wife of my mother is going to be jealous. So why did Reuven do this? Question number three is this third part of Reuven's life. The third thing that he's heavily criticized for is moving Bilal's bed. This is the main thing he's criticized for. He moves Bilal's bed. And that's the main reason we're told he can't leave. Now, what's the reason he can't lead because of this? Seemingly, he should Dafka be able to lead because of this. This is one of the greatest things that Reuven does. Don't we say that we want the Jews to, the Jewish leaders are the Jewish leaders because they defend their people so violently and so ferociously? Reuven defends his mom ferociously. He says, I want you, I want my mother's bed to be in Yaakov's tent. So he moves all the beds around. But why does he do that? He does it because he ferociously wants to defend his mother. Why is this something that he's criticized for? This should be something that actually makes him a leader. So what's Pshat? Reuven essentially 
was named Reuven because Ra'aben. She saw that she, he was going to have a kid, and because of that, she was going to be loved by Yaakov. Her entire life, Leah's entire life, was lived out of discomfort and insecurity. And that's also how Reuven lived his life, the same way his mother lived his life, essentially. He lived his life, essentially, out of insecurity and discomfort in his own body, out of a lack of self-confidence. He didn't think things through because of this lack of self-confidence. This lack of self-confidence translated into the way he actually completed things that he thought about. He had a thought process. He thought, I'm going to save Yosef. Now, how do I go about saving Yosef? I'll throw him in a pit. He didn't think things through. How will I have my mother's emotional needs taken care of? I'll just move the beds around. That's an awful idea. He's not thinking things through. Oh, how will I give my mother these beautiful dudaim? I'll just whip them out right in front of Rachel, right in front of her face. He's not thinking about the emotional feelings of the rival wife. Why is he not thinking? He doesn't think ahead because of this lack of self-confidence that he has. The same lack of self-confidence that Leah had in regards to her relationship with Yaakov is the same lack of self-confidence that Reuven has. And because of this lack of self-confidence, he doesn't think things through fully because he thinks his actions do not matter. Now, Yosef is completely on the opposite of this spectrum. Yosef thinks his actions out. And not only does he think his actions out, he continues to think them out over and over and over again until they finally come into fruition. He has a dream. That dream will be fulfilled. I will make sure this dream is fulfilled. He sits in prison instead of sorrowing away at the terrible life he has and the terrible situation and how his dreams all went to nothing. He just continues to grind and he just thinks about, how am I going to get out of here? What am I going to do? Go, he, he tells the Saramach, and you go tell him, Go tell Paro that I'm here and I told you I interpret your dreams. He's still thinking about it. He's not starting away and worrying about the fact that his dreams were given up on. He thinks things through. Yosef is the opposite of that. And that's why Yosef is one of the leaders of Kali Israel as well. Yosef and Yehuda end up taking that role on. You have to see things through. The lesson is super simple from Reuven. See things through. Don't be like Reuven and not see things through. When you have an idea, don't just allow that to be an idea. See it through to the very end and in the best way possible. Don't just... Give the dudaim over without thinking about the emotional feelings of someone else. Don't do chesed without thinking about other people who might be affected in a negative way or maybe saving someone in a situation where they won't actually be saved and they don't actually need your savior. So that is the lesson we learned from Ruben. Have a great job.